0: Hey y'all, it's me, still recovering. Thought I'd do a short one again, miss Shawl, and I'm sorry that I'm not all the way back up to speed. I wanted to share with y'all that my magic is very small right now. You know, uh, my friend Byron would say that there are no small magics. <laughs> By the way, I do get her book, y'all. It's wonderful. But even though I know that intellectually, it's really hitting me in my witch pride. I think that I'm barely able to hold a spark these days. I haven't been sick in years and years and this was uh, very dangerous what I went through. Uh, I did have a little bit of mortal terror involved in it and I'm making progress but like I've said it's by inches and so is my magic. I simply don't have the energy right now to do anything big. I don't have the energy almost to be able to share. So holding on to the podcast right now is hard. And I hope y'all understand that I'm doing the best I can. I, uh, well, I'm, I'm just barely holding on. I'm better, but weak, <laughs> very actually. And this is a tough place for me to navigate as a witch. It's very tough because, you know, I want to be the teacher my coven wants me to be and i want to be there for my patreon and i want to make sure that i'm continuing to do content and somewhere in all of that i'm losing a lot of time that i need to heal when i sat down today to talk to y'all i couldn't think of what to say <laughs> i couldn't think of what to even bring up with y'all and i, I don't think there's any need in just making a podcast to not say anything at all of worth. And so, like any time that I've done this work, I have no idea where it's going, and it might not get released. And I'm going to have to risk it, because it's all I've got. But yes, my magic is very, very small right now. And what I mean by that is, it appears to only be enough for me (laughs) And not enough for everybody else. And not enough to do grand work. I'm behind on a lot of things. I think one of the hardest things I've ever done as a tape witch is to allow the ball to fall. Or multiple ones to fall. And just let it be. And and not get in the way of that. Because honestly, the grappling for them as they're falling is, is way more work. <laughs> and uh, right now, I, I don't have that that energy or that time. So all I've been able to do, I guess I'll just share with y'all how I'm getting through this. All I've been able to do is to go down to my hot tunnel and gather all the produce that I do not have the energy to can or pickle or anything. And I do that to feel connected. And then I give it all away because right now I just can't. I just can't. So I just give it all away, and it makes me feel really good, that little moment. And that is a very small magic that giving, but it keeps me connected to the wheel of the year. It keeps me connected to harvest and makes me feel like I'm doing something of worth. I mean, I grew all of these plants that are towering over me out of a tiny seed, and I can't just abandon them. Because life can be a bitch, y'all. I was woken up yesterday by a phone call from my partner to tell me that one of my best girls, one of my best uh, chicken dogs, I love her so much, had passed away in her sleep. And she was only 10 and she wasn't a very big dog. She's like 30 something, maybe 38 pounds. So rather than get a necropsy, we just accepted it. Obviously, it was in her sleep. And... I don't know, something in me couldn't handle it. And I was suffering pretty, pretty roughly about it because I felt like I'd missed something. I felt like she was maybe letting us know something was wrong and I didn't notice anyway. You know, we beat ourselves up, y'all. But that was also the day I had to get my act together by like one o'clock. I had to have my whole act together because my grandbaby was coming over so that her parents could go get an ultrasound. It turns out, I'm going to be a grandma again. But hold on one minute. I do need to do a quick moment for our sponsor. From Kanani Soleil at That Witch Life. Okay, witches, it's back. Join us for our third annual Con on October 14th and 15th. This is a live virtual conference on living as a witch in today's world. And they will have workshops by some of their most popular guests, rituals with the TWL crew, a whole mess of raffle prizes, y'all, plus a live keynote with Laurel K. Hamilton, the New York Times best selling author of the Anita Blake vampire series. Other presenters include Phyllis Kernant, Anwen Avalon, Diana Rachel, and many more. They're going to be talking about everything from hexing to hoodoo for liberation to the goddess Freya to making magical spaces accessible. Tickets are on sale now at thatwitchlife.com. Prices go up on September 29th, y'all. That's very close. So get them fast. And don't worry if you can't make it on that day, everything's going to be recorded and sent to all registrants after the event. So go get your tickets ASAP at thatwitchlife.com and be there on October 14th through the 15th. I'm going to throw the link into my episode notes, y'all. All right. Let's see. Where was I? You know, I'm I'm so weak still from being ill. I reached out to my dear Shannon. He's in my coven. And I said, what the hell am I going to podcast about? I can barely, I can barely sit up. What am I going to podcast about? And she said, uh, big mama giveth and big mama taketh away. And, uh, at first that kind of pissed me off. I was, Look, it just is not something I believe that we are trading. I don't believe I'm trading out a life for a life. But I believe what she was trying to tell me to consider is, you know, I posted about the death of my sweet girl and, uh, Two hours later, posted the ultrasound pictures for my new grandchild, and there was something really poignant about that and really in my face about that. Oh my gosh, y'all! I just looked up. It's the first time I've looked at this whole podcast, and we are at 1111. One. Unbelievable. Anyway, not into numerology, can't stop seeing these ones. Um, so don't believe in trade offs like that, not unless we have cast spells that encourage such a deal. But yeah, the magic of it is that in the same day that I lost a very sweet girl, chicken dog, and we also have her litter mate, and the howling and the sorrow coming out of her is really painful right now. So the same day as that happened, I got to see my grandchild dance on a video, and that's ironic. It seems to me that when we're in horrible pain, it's hard to see the small magics, you know? It's just difficult. We're in so much pain, we can hardly weather the storm. And uh, I did notice that the timing was good, and the weather has been wonderful. And if all I'm able to do is walk a little and sit in the sun a little light a candle on the little doggy grave out there underneath the fig tree and somehow in that very same day be able to see something so magical as that little nugget that we've wanted for so long well that's gonna have to do that's gonna have to do y'all know i know that my family is exceptionally eccentric I, i get that but while I was super, super sick, my partner slept out in the camper <laughs> so that I could have the bed to myself. Um, especially when the pneumonia became severe. He wanted me to have all that space to myself. Plus I was just a snotty wreck, y'all, and he wasn't gonna get any sleep. And so he slept out there. He loves camping, he loves being outside, and the weather has turned just a little, so the evenings are so cool. But that left me with my big, beautiful dog, Jax. Jax is on steroids and has cancer, and he's doing great. He's doing great, but he has to go tinkle in the middle of the night. And y'all, I was just hanging on to breath by wishing a prayer and really trying to stay out of the hospital, although my doctor was not fond of my choice. Um, I felt like... I had all the meds pumping through me. I was in the safety of my home. I know that doesn't make sense. Other people would want the hospital. I did not. And um, that also meant that I had to get up with uh, Jax, my Jackson boy, in the middle of the night. And he's like 80-something pounds, y'all. He's a very big boy. And he has to tinkle usually around 3 a.m i tell y'all what, I would get up struggling to breathe, and he was such a good boy about it, and go out there. And there was something out there in that woods. It was, you know, it was dark. It, I, mean, I don't necessarily fear the dark. I think it's healing. I think we still look at the dark as a binary term that opposes light. And no, it supports it, <laughs> you know. When I would stand there in the yard and feel, I just felt called to go sink into it and stay out there. So one night I did. One night I did, I put him back up and I went back out. The piece of it out here in the country and no city lots anywhere. I heard an owl and I knew that I was in a particular place physically where, well, yeah, it was it was a bit life or death. And I could feel that my woods wanted to support me. You know, I can't prove that. It's a witchcraft thing, y'all. And so I just I just sat there and let them come and do that work for me. You know, some of us have a very hard time accepting help. <laughs> and funnily enough, those of us who have that kind of a hard time with humans also have that kind of a hard time with Ancestors and land spirits and whoever we worship. And uh, I let go that night. I, I let go. I slept better that night than I'd slept the entire sickness. And I was much too ill to cast for myself. And that's not embarrassing. And that's not a weakness. This is the time we need community. This is the time we need other witches' help. But because I was at a lack of that, I let the land do it. It was a very small magic I did. Very tiny indeed. I put my hands in the grass, and I took one of those breaths that is so hard to take when you're that ill, and as I let it go, I put it into the grass. Now, why I would argue with somebody to never throw away negative energy at something beautiful like (laughs) the land. I also do know that sometimes a Big Mama can take it, you know, and wants to clean it for you. There are certain things you can do when you're out there bushcrafting where you can clean water, to some extent anyway, with moss and other things like that. And that's what it felt like. It felt like I was being told, put it in here, let go. And so I did tiny tiny little ritual and it was the very first night i was able to breathe and y'all what's really cool about this is the next day where i'd been sitting i was sitting on the grass and then i moved myself up to our little front porch step that's over rock and sat there with my hands still pointing down and letting it all drain out of me not just the illness, but also the fear of it. I let that drain from my fingertips as well. And the next day I went out there. And y'all. Well, I walked out there and I was turning around to come back up the steps. And where I sat, just there where my fingertips would have been pointing at the earth, there were tiny little honey mushrooms growing that weren't there the day before. I've never seen them grow there ever. They usually want to do that around stumps or in the woods. And it was literally by the step and right where my hand had been. Just a cluster. And they were tiny yet. They got big a couple of nights after that. And that was everything I needed to know. Y'all know, well, I'm not ready to go yet. And I hope I'm able to stick around and be there for my grandbaby. What I also have is that when I go, I'm um, food. <laughs> food, not friend, food. I hope that I become that part of everything that's out here, part of everything that sustains life. Those very mushrooms that were in my sick spot where I sat and let the earth work on me, they're popped up all around where we buried my sweet doggy yesterday. It means I convert you now into energy, mm. food, and sustenance for trees and all of the sustenance that they provide everyone. And I don't know, it was a tiny lesson. It was as Byron Ballard calls it, a small magic. And it's all I'm capable of right now. And y'all, I got her book in the mail the other day. And she had signed it. Don't forget, there are no small magics. Hold on, let me get that. Okay, obviously I'm going to have to ask her before I publish this part. But this is the the place that meant a lot to me. And I've been working with this particular kind of magic for over a decade. So here it is. So on page nine of her book, Small Magics, she says, The deft and effective use of energy is what this book is all about. Keeping your work efficient as well as skillful will allow you more time and mental space to do the work as it comes to your hand. As you simplify your magic, you will be quite likely to simplify your life too. There is so much beautiful work to do in our engaged and flourishing lives. Now, y'all, she talks about other stuff in here that I eventually really want to talk to her about in a podcast, which I believe she's agreed to do in November. But that made sense to me. I was so sick. I was so incapable of helping myself that all I could do was lay down my tools, back away from my altar, and go sit on the land. I didn't light a candle. There were no so mode bees No quarters were called, y'all. It was a simple sinking in. The only work I did was not to fight it. It was a very small witchcraft moment at 3 a.m. in the woods of Alabama. And the tools are wonderful, and and the, the techniques of the craft are fantastic and lord knows I've got books of shadows chock full of spells and all kinds of workings but at the end of the day I know what I am I'm a witch I'm a child of this place I am the daughter of these trees and all I had to do was accept help now then of course, I still took my meds and I still called my doctor and I looked at my oximeter and made sure I didn't get dangerous again. All of those things are true. But nothing made me feel as good as possibly coming back to health as that did that night. So I think it's important to remember that when we're broken, sick, just incapable, a very low battery over here of casting for ourselves that that doesn't mean that we're worse which is that we're not talented that we're somehow should be ashamed of our lack i think more of a testament to who we are as crafters is when we can admit that we are in trouble and let our community and let our ancestors and just the sacred land beneath us Support us until we're not broken anymore. I want to be clear with y'all. I am still broken. I am. My numbers aren't great. I'm not where I need to be yet. But I'm a whole lot better than I was two weeks ago. And I am coming back. I've made my firesider. <laughs> a little late on that. Y'all, run, go make your firesider. It's it's almost late in the game. Run, run, run. And I've... um. Accepted that I'm walking into the witchiest month of the year, weak, a little weak, yeah, a little broken, just a little, and doing the best I can. But there's lessons here. There's lessons here too. So, in my uh, weakened state, what are the lessons I've learned? Let's see. Take the damn medicine. Science is there for a reason. Equal out that balance with magic. And since you won't be able to kiss because you'll be, you know, barely able to breathe and barely able to walk. Trust everything you've built with your ancestors, with the land, with the gods you serve. Trust everything you've built and fall into it. The cradle actually may fall, but the thing they never tell you is it doesn't break. So let it happen to the best you can and then let it be. Last night I uh, I heard my girl. I heard her out back. We kept her sister in the house and and I kept hearing this like low uh, like a howl. She was our howler. She was a big howler. But it was almost musical. It was very soft and low and it didn't well it didn't impart fear. It didn't Feel like sorrow, either. It felt more like I'm still here. I'm still here. And she very well may be. I'm somewhere in between these uh, experiences of yesterday. I really am. Poor sweet girl has passed away. And my new grandchild is kicking somewhere in a very warm tummy. And I'm somewhere in between. And that, in and of itself, is magical. I'm on my way somewhere. And when I get there, I hope that I can be food. I hope that I can be sustenance. In the interim, though, I'm going to trust everything I've built. What's funny is I'd already written about it in my book. I'd written about the fact that I had become part of this place. And that, at the end of the day, there was no extraction I could do that wouldn't bleed me out. and so the lesson was pretty clear. I've asked over and over and over for the honor of being able to grow here like a tree, like a plant. I've asked for that honor. And so in the end, it's good to go back to simple magic. It's comforting to land back here. Not quite sure where we're going yet and not quite sure when I'll be healthy again. But this is where I am today. And there is magic here. Alright, I have a grave I've gotta go light a candle on, and peppers I have to bag up to give away. But before I go, I wanna thank the Patreons who have not abandoned me. Y'all are making this podcast possible. Thank you so much, Bat Children. So shoutouts go to Rebecca, Fox, Monica, Christina. Melissa, Amy, the Bearded Weirdo, and Maja. Just in case I don't have them included in past ones, Caitlin and Karen. Thank y'all. Your support has mattered. All right, y'all. I'm going to get out of here and keep getting better. Love y'all like chicken. Blessed be. Y'all have been listening to the Southern Fried Witch Podcast. Come back around next week for a little bit more magic from the Deep South.